Welcome to the Mass Bar B Podcast, the official podcast of the Massachusetts Bar Association. It's available free to members of the bar as well as the public. We feature lively discussions about important legal developments, interesting stories about NBA members, and helpful practical information about the law that matters to all of us. Hello, I'm your host, Jordan Rich. This May, the Massachusetts Bar Association's 2021 Elder Law Guide, the latest version of the MBA's resource guide on a wide range of legal issues affecting the lives of older adults, this guide will be available to read and download for free on the MBA's website, www.massbar.org forward slash elder law. Medicare is in the minds of so many, particularly those in their 60s. So I've asked lawyer, author, and educator Joe Barbiaz, a key member of the team that assembled the Elder Law Guide, to join me today to talk about Medicare. Medicare is a fantastic program that really reflects the bipartisanship of an earlier era. Medicare is intended to provide folks who are no longer working with health care and health insurance. And basically the idea was back in the 60s, if you were working, your employer would provide health insurance coverage for you and your family. And that would be something that the companies themselves would work out. After you retired, which is the reason why 65 is the key date for Medicare, Mm -hmm. The federal government was going to take over your health insurance claims because this is the time when people needed a great deal of health care and probably may not be healthy enough to work for the foreseeable future. So it really became a pay it forward type of health insurance. The money that you pay today goes to help people who are currently on Medicare. It is not your own individual account, but it's there with the idea that each generation would pay for the one ahead of it. And who is eligible? You mentioned the the folks reaching a certain age. We know that. But there are others who are eligible for Medicare. Would you run through those for us? Sure. The basic eligibility for Medicare is that you have to be a U.S. citizen or a green card holder. You have to be at least 65 years old for most people. And also that you have worked or contributed to the system for a series of 10 years or 40 quarters. You can tell that you've contributed to the system if you look at your pay stub and it says you're paying a Medicare tax. That's it. Now, a lot of folks are a little bit confused when they hear A, B, C, D for the first time. So uh, I'll have you talk a little bit about that. But before we get there, what's the process of enrolling like? Is it very complex? Is it an automatic issue when you're turning 65? Just walk through that process briefly with us. You don't go to CMS for Medicare enrollment. You go to the Social Security Administration, ssa.gov, and there you will find the application to fill in. It asks that you confirm the number of years you have worked in a Medicare Social Security type situation. And then it asks if you want benefits from Social Security, or if you simply want to enroll in Medicare. Once you are 65, you are able to enroll in Medicare and you do not have to start taking your Social Security benefit. You can wait for your full retirement age, which may be at least 66 or 67, depending upon your year of birth. The Social Security Administration sorts that all out for you 
And when you get your social security squared away, if you have met those three criteria, part A is completely premium free for you. You do pay for part B, but maybe before we go into what you pay for, we should take a look at what are the A, B, C, D parts of uh, Medicare. I think that an outstanding idea because that's confusing to some people, particularly those new to this. So we'll start with A since we're starting at the beginning. Part A covers inpatient hospitalization. Part A and Part B are considered the original Medicare, and it was based on Blue Cross Blue Shield. So Part B covers physicians and physician services. The tricky thing about this is that while Part A is premium free, meaning you don't pay something every month, you do have to pay a deductible and you do have to pay coinsurance if you exceed the original inpatient work. It will also cover skilled nursing facilities provided you meet specific criteria. And those criteria are in the booklet that we talked about earlier. Now, you said A and B were in the original bill. Let's talk about C now, which is an add-on, and then we'll get to D. What is C all about? C is intended to provide additional benefits that are not in the original Medicare, A and B. But the problem is that C sometimes restricts you. And C can be, C are called advantage plans, and they are not run by the government. The benefits have to be the same minimum benefits that you receive under Medicare, but private insurers can go ahead and make additional offerings to attract people to enroll. There are some trade-offs. Under most C plans, you must pay the Part B premium. And if you didn't meet the original criteria of work quarters, you may end up paying the Part A premium. In addition, now you pay that directly to Medicare through Social Security. But Part C may give you an additional premium that you have to pay to the insurer. And there are trade-offs for this that can be very confusing. Under Part C, you very often cannot pick where you want to go. It's a network. You may be able to go to additional providers, but you'd have to pay more to do that. So if you like to travel, for example, if you have a, if you one of those snowbirds and you'd like to go down to Florida, you may find that your Part C does not give you the coverage you need if you're vacationing in Florida. So there are some advantages to taking part the original Medicare A and B and then combining it with a supplement plan that will pay your deductibles and coinsurance. In Massachusetts, these plans are set up by statute and you can choose these three. You cannot find them easily on the Medicare website, but if you go to a Massachusetts provider and specify that you're in Massachusetts, you'll get the benefit of these plans. Mm. Let's talk about D, which is the prescription element here, relatively new. Can you describe that? It is relatively new, and it's very confusing for a lot of people. Medicare Part D covers prescription drugs that you buy through a retail pharmacy or through a mail order. And it doesn't cover all drugs. So the best way that you can figure out whether or not this plan makes sense for you is to go to your 
either your primary care physician and get a list of all your prescriptions or your pharmacist and then go to the CMS website where you will find a number of different ways of evaluating plans. Your pharmacist cannot recommend a specific plan for you once they're behind the counter, but they can help you evaluate whether or not your medications would be covered under CMS. So there are many variations of the drug plan, and that can include no premium, which is good if you don't take a lot of medications. You may find that paying a premium and a deductible are beneficial if you take a lot of medications. But the key is to make sure that your drugs are covered by whatever plan you use. There are a lot of resources available, including the Massachusetts Bar Association's uh, Elder Law Guide and so forth. Here's the big question. In October, people are flooded with flyers and mailers about what choices they should make when it's enrollment time. Let's talk about that part of the year, why it's so important, and what advice you have for our listeners when it comes time to make a choice or make a change. Well, you're right. You will never have an empty mailbox in the month of (laughs) October, and you probably will get more phone calls from everybody than you ever thought you could. But you can, if you're enrolled in Medicare, you are encouraged to consider what plans will work for you down the road. And each year you have an opportunity between October and usually around the first week through, usually around the first week of December, to make a change. This is the time when you can evaluate whether or not the plan that you have is working for you and is the best choice you can make. So one of the things that I always ask people to do is make sure that your favorite doctor is covered by whatever plan you're looking at. If you have a relationship with your physician or your caregiver, and they are on original Medicare, they may not be on all of the Advantage plans that you are looking at. Look at it from their point of view. There can be over 3,000 different plans. And if you have a physician, it's tough enough to keep track of all of the insurance issues. But if you have to enroll specifically in one plan for one patient, it's probably not going to happen. So make sure that your physician is covered however you, whatever you decide to choose. And then there are some really excellent resources that we have again in the, in the book that come from the National Council on um, Aging. And they have charts that help you figure out whether or not something is good for you or not. And one of the things that they caution you about is that the Advantage plans can change from year to year. Your physician can go in and out of network. Your hospital can go in and out of network. So basically, you have to make sure that you are still, if you re-enroll, you have to make sure that it's the same plan that you looked at last year. That's also true of the drug plans, period, end of story. You need to look at what resources, healthcare resources you need in order to be able to make a good decision. What the National Council talks about is that if you are a person with a lot of chronic conditions, you may want to very seriously evaluate original Medicare with a Medicap plan. 
because this means that all of your co-insurance and your co-pays are taken care of for one flat fee. If you go instead to an Advantage plan, some of them will charge you a co-pay for every visit. So for example, if you're a diabetic and you have to have at least two or three appointments a month for your medications and your checkups, that could mean three co-pays, whereas if you're on Medicare with a supplement, no, it doesn't, doesn't affect you that way. So the resources are available through the Massachusetts Bar Association and other sources. Very, very important to get the information so you're loaded for bear and ready to know what you need. A couple of other quick questions. People hear the term Medicaid versus Medicare or on top of or next to. Define Medicaid, and it is different, of course, than Medicare. It is different. And Medicaid is intended for those who are unable to afford any kind of health insurance. Medicaid has very strict requirements about assets. And if you uh, don't qualify, you don't get Medicaid. But Medicaid is a health insurance plan for those who are very poor or who have certain conditions that are uh, unsustainable on Social Security, um, sorry, Social Security special disabilities income. So if a person is unable to work, because, for example, they're a quadriplegic or have um, ALS or some other disease like that, that's where Medicaid can come in. There are people who qualify for Medicare and Medicaid, and those people are called duals. So they are covered by both. Medicaid, otherwise known as MassHealth, pays for your premiums. So when you go to the counter to pick up something or you have a physician's visit, the first card you give them is the Medicare card, and then the second card you give them is the Medicaid card. These people are our dual beneficiaries. Joe, let me ask you this. Uh, if someone's working remotely, working independently, and then turns that magic number 65, what happens in that case with their Medicare payments or Medicare responsibilities? If you're still working, even if you're remote, and you hit that 65-year birthday, you have hit the sweet spot in Medicare because you have a choice. You can either enroll in Medicare or you can stay on your employer's plan depending as long as your employer has more than 20 employees. If you stay on your employer's plan until you're ready to collect Social Security income payments, then you have the advantage of not triggering your benefit before you want to, and you still keeping your employment insurance. When you do that, you go through a specific phase. It, is, it has nothing to do with your birth date or any timing. You simply fill out a specific form on the Social Security website, and then your employer provides evidence that you have had coverage, credible coverage, mm -hmm. and you're done. That is effective the day it's filed. So even if you don't have the Medicare card in your hand, if you filed it to be effective April 1st and you don't get the card until May 16th, you still have retroactive coverage. The great thing about Medicare that we didn't talk about is that there is no problem with any kind of pre-existing conditions. You have your health, you just go for it, and they will address whatever medical needs you have. You don't have that to worry about. My advice is 
go make sure that you have all of your conditions identified before you enroll in Medicare, because then they know what they're dealing with. You know who you need to, to take care of you. And the physicians have got a record of all the tests you've had. Great advice. Absolutely. And final question, uh, the greatest health challenge of modern times has been COVID-19. It's affected every aspect of society, including healthcare delivery. How has that impacted Medicare, Joe? Medicare has actually come to the fore and made, made it possible for patients to have video conferencing, tele, teleconferencing with their patients so that you can have a full-blown conference that Medicare will cover. Also, Medicare is covering the COVID vaccines right now. And we assume that that will continue down the road. But it's always helpful to check and make sure. Joe, thank you for your expertise, your time and attention to this important issue. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Most happy to help. Many thanks to lawyer, author, and educator Joe Barbiaz. Once again, this May, the Massachusetts Bar Association's 2021 Elder Law Guide, the latest version of the MBA's resource guide on a wide range of legal issues affecting the lives of older adults. This guide will be available to read and download for free on the MBA's website, www.massbar.org forward slash elder law. You've been listening to the Mass Bar Beat Podcast, available free at massbar.org and downloadable on most popular podcast platforms, including Apple, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and more. Now, if you're a consumer in need of legal help, contact the Mass Bar Association's Lawyer Referral Service. Call 866-627-7577. Again, that's 866-627-7577. Or visit masslawhelp.com. Let us connect you to a lawyer today. Mass Bar Beat is produced by the Massachusetts Bar Association, and we invite you to subscribe so you'll never miss a beat. This is Jordan Rich. Thank you for listening.